Welcome to the Mystical Truths Podcast. This is Rebecca, and I'm really glad you're here. Let's unlock your world. In October of 2022, I did an episode about calming your mind, and that today remains my most listened to episode. And I'm really glad about that because that's a topic that's always important, but I think it's going to be especially important for all of us as we move forward in these coming years. We are all going through a big change, and it's a wonderful, absolutely beautiful change, but it will have some rocky moments for each of us, potentially. So I want to share with you some more insight into how we can keep our mind calm when we want to, or more often at least. So little things, like I was on social media one day and I saw a post of a a beautiful beach and the words across the image read, the beach is one of nature's best antidepressants. And so I thought about that and I realized why. And it's not just a great antidepressant, it's a stress reliever. Because on this planet, a beach is an in-between place where two enormous worlds meet. So imagine you're having your busy life, your full life. You go to a beach, you lay out your blanket or your chair, you sit down, and you just take it all in. Behind you, all of life's responsibilities, demands, details, commitments, all great stuff, but it can be a big world on land as it is in water. But that big world you live in every day, right now, you don't have to do anything with it. It's behind you. This is your time on the beach in the in-between place. In front of you, the flowing waters of ease, order, calmness, possibility, curiosity, mystery, openness, beauty, as far as your eyes can see. All of it just freely being, no agenda, no demands, just pure synchronicity in motion. So here you are with the busy world of responsibility behind you, the soothing world of ease right in front of you. It's really good to let go and be in life's in-between spaces, real or imagined, because life is not responding to your reality. It's responding to your thoughts and your feelings. So whether you're imagining or remembering a time in that in-between space that the beach is, or whether you're really physically sitting there, your life is responding to how you're feeling right now and what you're experiencing right now and how you're perceiving it right now. So in that, your mind will calm because what you're experiencing has calmed. That's important which attracts more calm, more calm experiences, more and more and more. And if you're somebody who quickly gets bored at the beach, are you taking it all in? Are you feeling the exhilaration there? And you know, you don't have to sit there long, whether it's real or imagined, and take it all in. Give it a couple minutes. And then explore playfully, curiously, what's out there in that water. What's in that sand? What's the air smell like? So that's one way to think of how you can calm your mind. 
And then one day I remembered the wise words of Willy Wonka when he said, Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look, and you'll see into your imagination. What you see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do, do it. You want to change the world? There's nothing to it. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free, if you truly choose to be. Really great words. It That had to have come from a calm and tuned-in mind, the person that wrote that song. It sounds f- like fantasy talk, but it's all true. And this is not new. That movie came out in 1971. We've known how to calm our minds and how to go to a pure place of imagination forever. We've known. And we all can do it. So I went online just to make sure I was getting the words right for, for that song. And I noticed the video of Gene Kelly singing, Singing in the Rain, 1952. And I thought, I really want to watch this. And here he is in a downpour. He passes up a ride and then he happily walks away, collapses his umbrella, and he begins to just enjoy the rain. He lets the rain be his joy as he sings and dances through the streets. And others are trying to protect themselves from the rain. But there he is, just in love with the moment. And I thought, that's easy. We can do that without rain. But he had to make the choice to do that. We have to make the, we can protect ourselves from the rain, or we can enjoy or find the honey that the rain has to offer. So what makes a mind calm? Simplicity, basically. That's one thing anyway. A simple intention on your part to see what truly feels good to you as often as you can. So let's use those three examples. You can make new habits to find that sweet spot of in-betweenness at the beach, real or imagined, because the attraction aspect of your life does not know whether you're really there or not. It just becomes the essence of what you're experiencing. The second one, Imagine your paradise. What does your paradise look like? What does it feel like? Let it defy explanation. There are no limits when you're creating your own paradise or when you're creating anything with your imagination. That's how everything we have on this planet has been created. And then the third example, enjoy the rain. I mean, do you really know how amazing it feels to be with the rain? or the snow, or the wind. When my children were growing up, we lived on about 10 acres of land, and people around us had their acreage too, so the houses were spaced a decent amount apart. And I remember in the winters, in the evening when it was dark, being outside and just stopping and looking around, the serenity as the snow would fall. You could hear the snow fall, but you could hear the silence of everything at the same time. It was like the world was just right here, right now. Everything else was somewhere else. And it's a, sort of an indescribable moment of serenity and calm. 
while there was a lot going on all around, snow falling, creatures doing whatever they're doing, stuff happening in the air, in the ground. But it was an amazing experience every time of something that's, like I said, hard to describe. So your life, your mind calmness will improve if you stop and do any of these, even for a few minutes. And it'll improve even more if you do these while you're doing mindless activities, like showering, cleaning, walking in and out of a store, because they can all be done by thinking. And if imagination has become hard for you, start by remembering when. Remember when. Like, I can take myself to those moments of snow falling. I can feel that. I can sense that. Or pay attention to any feel-good stuff that's around you at any moment. There's always something to think about that feels really good if you allow yourself to do it. And like I said, you can do it walking in and out of a store while you're cooking a meal, while you're getting dressed. And it's important, I think, to do it during those times because otherwise your mind could be rambling on things you really don't want to be thinking about, things that aren't going to help you as you're thinking about them. And when your mind is not calm, remember you have the power to decide not to keep going there because of what it does to your life. And you have the power to choose any other thought that feels better, then a little better, then a little better, and so on. And, you know, the the concept of going to your happy place works too. Every time you go, add something new or enhance something. And again, if if you feel you're not good at imagination at this point, or imagining in your mind, then just say it out loud to yourself or write it. You know, and even if you're so upset that the best thought you can find is, I know my happy place doesn't include you. Well, that's fine. That's all right. That's a little step in the right direction because that will lead to, well, it doesn't include this version of you, which can lead to, if you were in my happy place, it would be that version of you. I like that part of you. So you see the progress? A little better and a little better and a little better. Something else to consider. Quantum physicists tell us that there is a big field of energy around the nucleus of an atom. And during experiments, they discovered that when they look at the electron to measure and observe, all that energy in the field around the nucleus changes from waves of possibility to matter. Then, when they take their focus off of the electron, the field turns back to waves of possibility. So at that minute level, we can see change based on what we're giving our attention to. What you focus on becomes more matter, more matter, more matter. Thoughts become thought form. Thought form becomes stuff. So if you're focused on your problems or your worries you're turning those thoughts into matter at some point. So where do you want to focus? You know, we also see this in other experiments, like how water changes depending on what thoughts are projected to it, and how plants grow very differently depending on whether positive or negative thoughts are sent their way. So what fields of possibility do you want to collapse into matter? What thoughts do you want to make real for you, for your life. 
And here's some food for thought. I've heard some researchers say the reason why people stop being creators is that they live in stress, which means they're often in survival mode or fight or flight mode. But I want to rethink that. Let's pick that apart a little bit. Because number one, people never stop being creators. Never stop being creators. We're born creators. We may be negatively creating or positively creating. We could be creating some great stuff and some not so great stuff. But we're always creating. That's important for you to know. Because you're always thinking or observing. Number two, the fight, flight, survival mode thing is when you're in a situation that requires your full attention and quick response to guidance. That's not what humans today mean by stress. For example, when a gazelle sees a predator, it doesn't go into stress and worry mode. It goes into reaction mode, fight, flee, or give up. It's not eating It's not focused on rest or mating or migrating. It's following a stream of guidance to either more physical life or a transition out of physical life. Both are fine, but it's following a stream of guidance instantly. So fight or flight means be present. You'll know instantly what to do. Survival mode means we all have an instinct to stay in our physical bodies. It's sort of a built-in kind of a thing. If we didn't have it, this world can be rough. We'd all be checking out early. But at some point, our survival will not include the physical body. So survival doesn't necessarily always mean staying in your physical body. You're gonna, we're all going to get out of this life alive. So in our people terms, survival mode is that instinct to stay in your physical body. And, and third one, stress, is when you and source are seeing some things differently and you are focusing or trying or going it alone in your perception, tuned out or away from or not very in touch with source. Stress is feedback. It's a heads up. It's information. Humans think the chase is bad and they have to figure out what to do about it. But when our mind is calm, we're tuned in, we react like the creatures because the flow is split-second guidance. When our mind is not calm, we really can't get much of a sense of what the best reaction or solution is. We don't really see our way that well. Our fears, doubts, worries become our false guidance. And a calm mind does not equal a boring mind at all. You can have a calm mind and enjoy the chase, You can have a calm mind and fight or flee. You can have a calm mind and play a sport, a video game, party, compete. For example, have you ever seen a martial artist take on a whole entire group of opponents? One person against a a whole gang of people? And it's it's like this martial artist is one step ahead, a split second step ahead of everybody. Isn't trying to figure anything out. This person is in the space of everything that's happening in that moment and is in split-second timing, reacting in a flow. And so to have a calm mind, you you, you don't want to go look for it in other people or in a job 
Just make the decision that you feeling good is primary and it's an inside job. Bring your attention to the space that you're in, breathe, and feel for it. Feel your calm. Feel your happy. Feel your connection to everything that is. This is nothing that you don't know how to do or that you have not done before. This is something that you were born, you came in doing this. So if you've got out of the habit of it, this is how you get back in. So the more you do any of these or any of the other things that I mentioned in the last episode, of course, the more calm you'll be more often, just naturally. This is just easy stuff, right? Ease. It's ease. Easy. Because all the things that I've talked about in both of these episodes about calming your mind, or in any of the episodes really, are not difficult. They're not unreachable. They are your nature. You just have to pay attention to what you're giving airtime to. Because your worries are not going to turn into matter that's going to be really bright and shiny for you. And your fears aren't either. And I'll be talking soon about fear and the dark side of contrast. Probably the next episode, I'm thinking. Because there are some truths there that really need to be said. And I think are extremely important right now where we're at as a people on this planet and where we are headed. We're headed to really great things and having a calm mind and not running into fear, not allowing yourself to go there into fear is going to be probably more important than it's been as far back as we've known people to be on this planet. So it's all good. And if fear of anything uncalms you, then tune in. Let's put it into a perspective that is true and will keep you, if you want, in a place of trust and in a place of ease and things working out well for you. So until next time, and anytime, you can find me at mysticaltruths.com. <laughs>